As you know, history really intrigues me. I'm really into history. And gold throughout history has been a measure of wealth. And with good reason. Gold's never been worth zero. Well, guess what? Now you can have real gold and silver as part of your wealth, either in your retirement accounts or delivered securely to your home by working with the Oxford Gold Group. This is the industry leader in precious metals and the only gold and silver company I trust. Oxford Gold Group will beat any competitor's price on gold, silver, platinum, and palladium. If you want to get financial stability, you need to look into acquiring real gold and silver with the Oxford Gold Group. Call today at 833-600-GOLD. Don't gamble with your hard-earned money. Put your money into something solid, safe, and secure right now. Take action today. Call the Oxford Gold Group at 833-600-GOLD and get your free investment guide right now. That's 833-600-G-O-L-D. Members of the jury, I will now read the verdicts as they will appear in the permanent records of the 4th Judicial District. State of Minnesota, County of Hennepin, District Court, 4th Judicial District. State of Minnesota Plaintiff versus Derek Michael Chauvin, Defendant. Verdict, Count 1, Court File Number 27, CR 20-12646. We, the jury, in the above entitled matter as to Count 1, unintentional second-degree murder while committing a felony, find the defendant guilty. This verdict agreed to this 20th day of April, 2021, at 1.44 p.m. Signed, juror four-person, juror number 19. Same caption, verdict count two. We, the jury, in the above entitled matter as to count two, third-degree murder, perpetrating an eminently dangerous act, find the defendant guilty. This verdict agreed to this 20th day of April, 2021, at 1.45 p.m. Signed by jury four-person, juror number 19. Same caption, verdict count three. We, the jury, in the above entitled matter as to count three, second-degree manslaughter, culpable negligence, creating an unreasonable risk, find the defendant guilty. This verdict agreed to this 20th day of April, 2021. Guilty on all three counts. Just announced about an hour ago. Guilty on all three counts. Officer Derek Chauvin, he now faces decades in prison uh, if if the judges decide so i mean there'll probably be an appeal here there will be more legal wrangling ahead for for derek chauvin most likely but judges can keep him in prison for the rest of his natural life we're pretty close to it depending on what they decide at sentencing and there's a lot of conflicting emotions right now out there On the one hand, there are certainly many people who believe that this was the just outcome. They are breathing, I guess, a sigh of relief. Some are actually openly celebrating. They view Derek Chauvin, Officer Chauvin, as somebody who committed murder. I've said all along, I, I thought that it was likely that he would get found guilty on the manslaughter charge and that the other charges seemed to me to be overcharging. But in this case, the jury went on all three counts against him. I think there was a strong case to be made here that there's reasonable doubt for all three charges. There was reasonable doubt for all three charges based upon the cause of death issue alone and the toxicity in George Floyd's blood uh, at the time of his death. But this is the jury verdict. And as you know, because you listen to this show, I respect our system and I understand that this is where we are. Um, this is not going to do 
very much to heal, I think, unfortunately, some of the the psychological wounds that have come to the forefront as a result of of this trial. And it, in fact, may encourage some very bad ideas, continue to encourage some very bad ideas and and even bad behavior that may come. The whole country now sits and is in a little bit of a, a state of shock about whether we should still be expecting riots. And isn't it a sad thing that we all knew, based on the actions that cities were taking, particularly Minneapolis, but others across the country, as well as businesses, that there were preparations for a riot based upon, or riots all over the place, based upon the outcome of one criminal trial in Minneapolis involving George Floyd's uh, now convicted murderer, Derek Chauvin. It's a sad thing that this is what the justice system has come to, uh, that we now have to accept tremendous and obvious pressure being brought to bear from the very top. Joe Biden calling George Floyd's brother reportedly before the verdict. Uh, Other prominent Democrats all across the country saying there was only one proper conclusion here. Look, if you weren't in that courtroom, if you weren't actually presented with all the evidence following it all, you can't really know. And and that's why we do have the system we do with the process in place. Most people that I've talked to came to this with with one idea or the other as to whether they believe there was criminal guilt for Derek Chauvin. And I've not yet met a single person who changed his or her mind because of the trial. But very few people were able to watch it for the weeks that it went on. Now, I believe there will be an appeal. And I believe that uh, this is is not over in that sense. But there are some very troubling ramifications of this verdict today. First of all, I, I firmly believe that this was that the reason the jury went with all three counts instead of just the lowest count here uh, is is at least in part due to the coercion around all of this, the intimidation. And I think there were enormous mistakes made by the defense in not having this case move to a different jurisdiction. I also think that Officer Chauvin is defensing they should have requested a bench trial. Think about being on this jury, the media already doxing people, the media already making it very clear that there could only be one verdict here if members of the jury ever wanted to have a peaceful night's sleep again in their lives. What kind of a country is this where that's now the feeling? And and that was widespread. We all heard about this. Intimidation of a jury, top Democrat officials weighing in, Congresswoman Maxine Waters saying to be more confrontational to the protesters. Just being reckless. The whole thing felt reckless and wrong. Um, And yet here we are. And you'll notice that there's almost a, a letdown from some of the activists on the left. Sure, this is the verdict they wanted, but. They've also amassed all the bricks and the gas masks and the batons and bottles of urine to throw at cops and the gasoline to light things on fire. They may still do all those things, by the way. As I speak to you, it hasn't started yet. But for at least some of them, there's a moment of, hold on a second, how can we call for the system to be torn down when it gives us the verdict that we were demanding? 
and don't put it past them. Remember, there there are, in fact, hostage takers and, and terrorists all throughout history who even what they get when they want what they want still punish the hostages or still engage in violence in the name of whatever their ideology is. And we may very well likely see that out in out in Portland, I know, which is really just a, a city. It's a shame to watch a place be so uh, reputationally destroyed. I mean, I, I haven't been there in, in years, so I can't speak to what it's like to be walking the streets. But it's a shame to see a place so ruined by left wing domestic terrorists, really, which is what Antifa are. They're saying they're going to riot anyway. Uh, you have other people going on television. You have others out there who are speaking about how they uh, they view this not as anything that should stop the movement and make them reflect, not even really as a victory. This is now being talked about as the bare minimum. This is just a beginning. Just a beginning of what? Abolish police. Abolition of police is the term that's being used. Eliminating police? This is insane. They can't be serious. They don't really mean that's what they want. No, that is what they say. That is what we're being told. That this one officer, you have over three quarters of a million sworn law enforcement across the United States. But this one officer is symbolic of, representative of, all law enforcement according to the left. And even though he now faces over 40 years in prison, or whatever the judge decides to sentence him to, and I have a feeling... You can expect judges will not be lenient with this individual. That's not enough. It was never going to be enough. Now you also have a very troubling dynamic. You have the the possibility of riots anyway, and we have to see if that happens. There is a part of me that hopes, and it feels like a naive part, but a part of me hopes that maybe the the far left of the Democrat Party will realize that to riot, loot, and burn after getting what you want means that no reasonable person going forward will think of this movement or its aims as reasonable. So they won't do that. It would be a blunder, not because they're above it, not because because they were clearly there were people willing to do it if it went the other direction. There's a part of me that hopes that they won't, that they'll hold back this time. Um, And then there's also that voice that I'm sure many of us have in the back of our heads that say so We had George Floyd's death, BLM riots, destruction of of whole city blocks, hundreds and hundreds of violent riots across the country over the over a period of months. Police station burned to the ground in Minneapolis. Law enforcement officers blinded with lasers and and the federal courthouse in Portland attempted to they attempted to burn it to the ground. All the mayhem, all the anarchy we saw. And then the response here is when we get to an actual trial, everybody knows that it's supposed to only go one way. And if it doesn't, the whole attitude on the streets, so to speak, is nice system you got there. Be a a shame if something bad happened to it. Better give us the outcome we want. That's not the way this is supposed to be. That's not the way we, the American people, are supposed to be. And... In a sense, it will encourage, I believe, more of this. When there is the ability to not only intimidate a jury, but just to 
intimidate people in cities across the country. I know people, they've confided to me, they've said, I disagree with the verdict. Some partially disagree, meaning they think that manslaughter would have been a more fair charge. Others entirely disagree and say that Officer Chauvin used the procedures that he was taught and that, you know, it was a, it, there's reasonable doubt about the drug overdose. I've heard from people who hold both views. And it, it is a this is a very difficult situation. The, that video is hard to watch of George Floyd. It is it is gut punching. It has been all along. When you add the video before it showing that he was saying he can't breathe and he's walking around outside and no one was even laying a hand on him and everything else, it certainly complicates that picture. But I've heard from people who I, I like and respect who say I'm I'm uh, glad that at least now we don't have to worry about our cities burning. And I've got a couple of problems with that. One, we don't know. Right now, it feels like maybe it won't happen, but we can't really be sure. But then, two, what does that say about what has happened to us in this country? What does that say about what's happened to our justice system? That now we feel the need to, to placate the mob? That we would, we would sacrifice people? We would sacrifice individuals in order to placate the mob? That's terrifying, isn't it? Go back to the go back to uh, the founding to John Adams to defending the British soldier. Right. It's it's not the the mob in the street that's supposed to make determinations in the court of law. Now, you may not agree that that is what happened here. I know many people of good faith. I know many conservatives who don't think that this was the wrong verdict. But the mere existence, the clear existence of the threatening atmosphere around this threats against that we all know are, are there against the. The judge against the jury against anyone involved in this process to know that there's only one way this can go if they ever want to have another night's peace. If we allow this to continue, if we accept this, we're losing something very special about this country. I'm going to come back and I've got more thoughts for you on this and and uh, hopefully be joined by uh, my friend Jack Posobiec, who's been covering the trial day in and day out very closely just about what. What he thinks now that we've seen what the verdict is and three guilty counts. Um, and then we're going to keep an eye on some of these activist streaming accounts that are out there online that are saying they're going to riot anyway. Now, it, it hasn't yet happened, but we're watching it closely. Could very well still happen. We'll get all we'll get into all of that and more coming up in just a moment. I mentioned to you that there are there are people who have voiced to me. They're they're feeling that whether and remember, there are some who view this as a miscarriage of justice, just as a as a factor of of any any criminal guilt for Chauvin. There are some who view it as a partial miscarriage in the sense that. The bottom charge may have been warranted in their minds, but that the the two higher counts with with, which have considerably uh, more severe prison terms. So it, it is meaningful, right? It's. You know, the difference between likely serving three to five years in a Minnesota penitentiary, state penitentiary, and serving 15 or 20 or, or more, up to 40 years for the top count is what's possible. So it, it is meaningful. It does matter. Um, but I've told you just before that there are people that have said to me that they, are, they, they feel some degree of relief just knowing that now there's not at least the clear excuse. Cities may still burn. There could still be riots. As I speak to you right now, we're all sitting here wondering what is going to happen. 
It certainly shouldn't happen. It would be a disgrace. It would be a disgrace no matter what the verdict is, was, I should say. But I just saw this. Um, uh, Greg Gutfeld over at Fox, he, he voiced this opinion that I've heard people saying for days now. And now I'm going to just get really selfish. Uh, I'm glad that he was found guilty on all charges. Yeah. Even if he might not be guilty of all charges. Oh, my God. I am glad that he is guilty of all charges because I want a verdict that keeps this country from going up in flames. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, my goodness. No. What do you mean? Look, Greg, listen. What do you mean? No, I'm at least being honest. My my neighborhood was looted. I don't ever want to go through that again. We do not sacrifice individuals for the sake of I'm saying he's guilty. I'm saying I'm glad about the verdict. You see... Greg is in that category saying, and I, I think I understand what he's saying here, that he thinks that manslaughter would have what was a reasonable conclusion for the jury based on it. And, I, and I'm interpreting some of what Greg's saying here, but I've heard others say this, too. I've heard other people saying this effectively now, ever since the verdict and even before then about their feelings. But he's saying at least now with these additional charges thrown into it, it's less likely that you'll see riots. I'm not even sure that's true. And it troubles me greatly that this is where we are as a country, that this is as this is how we feel that now to placate the mob, our justice system has to take this into account. That that we all understand there was tremendous pressure on this jury. We all understand that the Democrat apparatus and journalism and the media and corporations uh, were, were all so very clearly not only hoping for a verdict here, but from the very beginning, pushing for this specific verdict before they, the trial had even happened. They had already picked their side. And now we see what they'll do with this. Will this mean that there are no riots, that the country doesn't ha- have these problems? Does this mean that uh, that there's now a more open dialogue and more honest discussion? Or does it just embolden the abolish the police lunatics to say this is just one of many victories for our side, as if one has anything to do with the other? Our friend Jack Posobiec with us now of One America News Network, and he's been following this trial very closely. Jack, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, Buck. Thanks for having me on. So what's your first reaction to the verdict? Oh, my reaction is Maxine Waters must be very happy. She got everything that she asked for. Wow. I mean, you know, you follow the evidence very closely. Tell me tell me what you feel like the jury didn't take into account here. Okay, so um, if you were following just the evidence of this case, um, there was never any strong evidence for murder of either uh, in the second degree or third degree, but there was always a close question on the charge of manslaughter was there negligence on behalf of this officer that led to the death of floyd that was always the close question from an evidentiary standpoint right the idea was should he have held that hold which is a hold that you know is presented in training they showed the slides they presented evidence so that should he held it as long as he did even given the circumstances that he did that was really the question that was at play from an evidentiary standpoint and even the prosecution kind of understood this that's why they were talking so much 
about uh, the use of force, whether or not it was it was it was proper. Uh, you even many times had prosecution witnesses saying that this was something that they had used. This was something that they trained on. In fact, at one point, even one prosecution witness stated that he himself had held people uh, until EMS crews had arrived because they felt they were in unsafe situations. This, again, is how police officers in in that city are trained. And, of course, in many cities across the country are trained. The idea that you would hold somebody in an unsafe situation uh, and try to sort of maintain whatever position you're in until you can get back up, until you can get those medical crews in. That's always been the real question at play here from an evidentiary standpoint. And of course, those last 90 seconds, of course, are crucial because people start to realize that there's definitely a, a medical situation going on. Uh, but for the jury, it doesn't seem that they took that into consideration. What seems to be, and I'll quote Alan Dershowitz on this, it seems to be that what he said was the threat of violence found its way into the jury deliberation room and it found its way there because the jury had not been sequestered by judge cahill at the start of this thing the fact that it did not move out of downtown minneapolis a place that was rocked by riots not only last year but is now they at one point the jury was actually driving through riots right fresh riots that had started anew on their way commuting to the courtroom every day right so there's no way that they could not, they simply say, oh, well, I'll set that aside. I mean, that's just asking them to be superhuman. There's no way that anybody could set that aside. And so because of this, of course, it's been encapsulated in the actions of Maxine Waters over the weekend. Uh, again, another full weekend when the jury was not sequestered, they had full access to television and the ubiquitous nature of news in these days. You know, it's not the 1990s where you could just you know, turn the TV off and not really be hit with the news. Uh, it's, it's ubiquitous now. It's on our phones. It's at the gas station when you go to, you know, fill up at the pump. Um, news is everywhere. Our friends talk about it. It's on social media, etc. And so the idea that they would be able to avoid all of this being there in downtown Minneapolis, it's, it's just ludicrous. Jack, uh, what are we hearing at this stage about um, the possibility here of of riots, given that the verdict came down, all three counts in this way? What, what are we hearing? Oh, it's very interesting. Um, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm certain on one hand, uh, and I should say this, that there will be an automatic appeal process. There's, it's unquestionable that there's going to be an appeal in this case. Uh, but in terms of the riots, you're, all, you're now hearing people from Nancy Pelosi, from the mayor, even on down to uh, Keith Ellison himself, who oversaw the prosecution. He said, I do not view this verdict as justice. He's saying that the system needs to be reformed. The system needs to be fought against. Uh, AOC said the same thing. The system is the problem. MSNBC again saying the system is the problem. This will not change until we change the system. And so you really got a situation here where these politicians and these leaders are feeding into this mob and they are allowing this mob to you know quite frankly i think be fueled on and egged on by the events of today rather than saying look this case ended the way you wanted now let's all go for peace and go home you're not hearing that from the elected leaders and judicial leaders in terms of the attorney general there uh in this case jack i mean what, what are you hearing from your we're speaking to jack Posobiec of one america news jack what are you hearing from your law enforcement sources on the ground Look, law enforcement on the ground, uh, and, and not just in Minneapolis, but across the country, they're all, they, everyone's been put on high alert. Um, basically, there was 
uh, even chatter of people coming in from outside cities, people that were, shall we say, uh, known, uh, no good nicks coming into Minneapolis from outside the area, from places like Portland that were coming in. They were planning to hold riots and to hold protests and hold what Antifa refers to as direct action. Um, BLM used that phrase sometimes as well, regardless of what the verdict was. And I believe the last time I was on here, I, I said the same thing. You know, they are going to say if he's found guilty, they'll say we need to change the system because there was a police officer who murdered uh, a black suspect. And he's found not guilty. They're going to say we need to change the system because he was found out not guilty. So they've they've painted themselves into a corner where they get to have their cake and eat it, too, regardless of what the verdict is, because we're not getting the support from the level of the National Guard is really what's needed in this case. But the governor and the president are not bringing in the National Guard at the level that's needed. Jack uh, Posobiec of One America News with us now about this. And, and Jack, wh- what do you think this tells us about how this will affect similar trials going forward? Look, I think looking at similar uh, trials going forward, I also think just looking at, look, if you're someone who's wearing the badge today as a police officer, you got to imagine that this feels like it puts a target on your back for doing your job. And, uh, you know, I, I've heard from a lot of police um, contacts of mine, friends of mine that are in law enforcement that say they're they're applying as much as possible to suburbs, to rural areas, private security jobs. They want to get off the force in these big cities. We saw hundreds of police officers last year in, in major cities across the board uh, leaving either early, retiring early, resigning early, resigning before they fully vested in their pensions. People want to get out. They're calling it the blue flu as the next pandemic that's sweeping the nation. And I think that every single one of them, even uh, James Comey, for you know, uh, you know, I guess even this blind squirrel, got it right at one point when he said it's kind of the Ferguson effect. And we're going to now see the Ferguson effect on steroids. Jack, I, I worry because there's been very well, there's a lot of discussion that's been going on about the George Floyd incident and the Derek Chauvin trial. Now, this guilty verdict, there has there has also been uh, very little discussion in my mind, at least uh, very little talk in the media about how last year was for major cities across the country. One of the worst years, really the worst for murders, at least we know that in over 20 years. And when I hear activists now talking about this, while, while perhaps they feel that justice was done in this instance, this is being already spoken about it in the immediate aftermath of this. It's being spoken about as a, um, a a situation now that will play out with more demands you know, going forward. They want more demands for police reform, for abolishing the police. And it seems to me that this is just going to make what we've seen considerably worse. Uh, that's absolutely right, Buck. And, and when it comes down to it, the defund the police movement has led to a police force that is less trained, that is less capable, that is less proficient in their job. You've seen a lot of these officers who have left were the sort of the better officers that were there, were the ones who could get out, the ones who had uh, skills that were more portable. They were able to be competitive in other markets for their for their work, for other departments. Um, in But in this case, with the defund the police movement, you're going to look when we were in the military, we were in the IC. You know, we saw this as well. When you cut training, you cut proficiency, right? That's going to be the result of the defund the police movement. They say, well, you are making police forces worse by your actions. Jack, I'm just wondering what you're what you're thinking is going to happen go in the next few days and, and how this is going to play out now. Look, I, I post on Twitter several times a day. Just get get out of cities. Don't don't be if you don't have to be in, in a major city, a major urban area, uh, over, especially overnight. 
uh, for any reason, just just don't be there. Just just really, just don't be there. Take a vacation. It's nice out. Um, this, this is not the place you want to be. And these people are out there. They are looking for an excuse. And our public elected leaders are not doing their jobs. Instead, they are feeding into it. Jack Posobiec of One America News. Jack, always appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Appreciate it. Now, Jack's been on this trial very closely, and he he's like many people that I know that that have this sense that how how can we believe that um, that justice was was entirely served here when the justice system feels like it's so clearly under this coercion and intimidation and uh, the, the way that this will now affect I mean, law enforcement. I, I just feel like they have to know. That if there's an, you know, if there's a close call situation, if there's a circumstance that comes forward and and there's, you know, cops and whether you believe this was a close call or not is not even really relevant to to this point with the Chauvin trial. And I know a lot of you feel like Officer Chauvin, uh, you know, did did not act with any malice and did not mean to kill George Floyd and that it was based on the coroner's report and an overdose. And I, I understand that that's that's out there. Um, a lot of you feel that way, but the verdict has come down. We respect the verdict. But now what do we do with the fact that this seems to be normalized? The, 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 the normalization of mass pressure campaigns around around one issue, but around the around one case, but also around the more general issues of law enforcement and policing at a time when, as I was saying to Jack, we really need to be focused on how we just had a te- we just went through a pandemic and we had a terrible year of violence, a terrible year of violence in this country in terms of homicides, even with dramatically you know, fewer people outside interacting with each other. People are scared of covid. They're staying away from other people. We had a terrible year of homicides record over 20 uh, record of the last 20 years, taking us really back to 1990s levels. So based on what we saw in 2020, We've lost so many of the gains that we've had. And what what exactly is the left wing response to this? They want to make it even harder for police to do their, to do their jobs. They, I, I keep hearing activists. I, I, I hear individuals that are supposed to know something about what's going on here. And what they say is something along the lines of we need serious police reform. We, we need serious police reform. And I say, OK, well, what does that look like? And then they say, well, it really means and some of them will say it means abolishing police. And I, I can't that can't be a serious position. I mean, nobody who wants to be having a real discussion about how to make communities safer thinks that abolishing the police is the way to go. And, you know, when AOC, for example, the congresswoman from from Queens, New York, when she says that abolishing the police is like a suburb, I say, okay, I, I kind of understand what she's trying to say, which is that there's far less police presence that you're aware of in suburbs, but that's also for many reasons. And it's not just because there's been some policy dictate that police don't matter as much or aren't, aren't as active in the suburbs. It's because there is less density, population density, and often less crime depends on the suburb, but very often you'll have, uh, you know, higher socioeconomic status neighborhoods and suburbs than you usually will in the uh, in the you know urban inner cities, right? 
So that's one of the reasons why there is a difference here. That's one of the reasons why there's a separation. But got to come back. There is almost a, a religious feeling the left has about the BLM movement. And Nancy Pelosi really gave gave voice to that in a sense, in a, in a bizarre way. I know this might surprise you, but could the stock market be on the verge of historic gains? Yes, according to Carnivore Trading, who spotted several key indicators, but the biggest profits will come in sectors even Wall Street experts miss. Carnivore Trading is an elite squad of strategists who influence major Wall Street investors. And when you subscribe to Carnivore, you'll receive real-time text alerts of explosive trades they're making for their elite clients. You can mirror their trades with your discount broker or pass. But why would you pass when their trades routinely crush the S&P 500? And they guarantee you'll earn five times your monthly subscription or double your money back. That's right. 5x your monthly fee just by mirroring their trades. The market looks to be on the verge of a massive upswing. Get off the sidelines and mirror Carnivore's trades. Right now, you'll get two weeks free. Visit GetOurTrades.com and use promo code BUCK. That's GetOurTrades.com, promo code BUCK. See website for guarantee terms and conditions. Past performance, not a guarantee of future earnings. Nancy Pelosi, a lot of Democrats speaking about the verdict today. And they obviously, if you're if you're a Democrat, effectively, you you view this as the only outcome that could be considered just. I, I have not seen a single Democrat, not one, actually, who disagrees with that. And I see a range of opinion among conservatives from this was um, to placate the mob, mob justice, that it wasn't. While every the one thing everyone agrees on and has from the very beginning is that George Floyd's death was tragic and awful. And, and should not have happened. This in the courtroom was a question of whether or not it was a a criminal, uh, a criminal issue for Derek Chauvin. Now, he has been found guilty of of murder, as we all know. The verdict just came down a little over an hour ago. And uh, the, the Democrats are now taking this as something that they're going to use politically. That much we know. I, I haven't seen any reporting yet about Rioting. We're going to continue to keep an eye on that. But here is Nancy Pelosi speaking about this verdict right after it was announced at the courthouse in Hennepin County, Minnesota. So again, thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice, for being there to call out to your mom. How, how heartbreaking was that? Call out for your mom. I can't breathe. But because of you... And because of thousands, millions of people around the world who came out for justice, your name will always be synonymous. Thank she said just to be clear, she said, thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice. As if this was some affirmative uh, decision or something, as if that this. Thanking him, it's just so bizarre. Now, look, I know this is Nancy Pelosi, but it just strikes me as such a, a, a an odd way to to react to this. Although when you hear her speaking about this, there is an almost religious zeal that that comes up. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, George Floyd was a, an individual who now is the courts have said 
was was killed, was murdered by a police officer in Minneapolis. Um, but this was a difficult situation. He was he was he was high on drugs. He was resisting arrest. He's somebody who does have a long criminal record. He do, he did have a uh, a very serious incident with a home invasion where he held the gun to a pregnant woman's stomach to hold him up as almost a saint. You know, it's one thing to believe that justice was done here. It's something else to feel like George Floyd is a a martyr for a global justice cause, which is what Nancy and many of the Democrats seem to be saying. 